Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of America's Dummies. Thank you for tuning in. Today, we will be discussing the snowstorm in the White House, people. Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Cocaine. Yeah, that's what we mean, cocaine. And we're not on it, not at all. That blow. Yeah, blowing up. I was going to say, never mind, I'm not going to say that. Um... <laughs> Plus, we're going to be discussing the ramifications and the potential disruption of social media uh, for the newly formed or newly created Twitter-esque app called Threads. That was yeah, the Twitter killer. That, that's what they're calling it, Twitter killer. Yeah. I don't know if it can or will, um, based on some of the, uh, the history with Facebook, Meta, and Mark Zuckerberg, which we will get into. And then we are also going to be talking about in regards to met, uh, the uh, threads app the whether or not your data is going to be safe and secure or if it'll be vulnerable to nefarious third-party actors outside of the united states and then lastly we'll go ahead and discuss about what we're kind of intrigued about because it's really cool but potential dangers of it is the apple's new vision pro augmented reality goggles and we'll discuss how it will influence our interactions going forward with our world and surroundings let's dive in and we're back from the intro thank you for tuning in to today's episode we really appreciate it I am Kyle McClure, and join with me, as always, is the one, the only... The Great Bone Wolf. I did the voice a little bit there again. Oh, <laughs> Last episode. What's up, man? How you doing today? Uh, doing pretty good, man. Just going through this info. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to say. That's it. That's it. Um, well, thank you for tuning in, and before <clears throat> we dive into today's episode, which I believe has some goodies... In terms of information, I mean, you don't even have to spend but maybe 10 minutes on each one, and you already get just a plethora of information in one or two articles, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. But uh, we'll go ahead and dive in. But before we do, don't forget to click the like and subscribe buttons. Turn on that notification bell so that way you never miss an episode. And uh, we actually just recently started a GoFundMe to help raise uh, funds to help you know buy better equipment, uh, help with you know creating or you know editing and creating thumbnails and things like that so basically anything we can do to help create better content for y'all we are not taking a dime or a penny for ourselves not until we can develop better content for you and anyone else that listens so uh, please feel free to uh, click the link in the description below to go to our GoFundMe even just five bucks or a dollar will help I mean we are just trying to our best to be able to create better content for you because without the without funds to help us create this show we cannot continue to spread the truth about america and obviously our opinions to people while this is an opinionated based show there are a lot of facts that we are trying to convey to each and every one of you and the importance of it when it comes to i guess conserving the american values principles and ideals of this country yeah I mean, it'll help us with, you know, better the quality, the sound, the editing, basically bring better information to you. Yeah, and um, we would love to be able to 
you know, have a better camera in terms of its ability to record longer than 30 minutes at a time. And also maybe even add multiple angles for you guys. So that way it's not so boring just looking at us in one simple, I guess, frame, if you will, each and every time. But hey, you know what? We work with what we got. That's what we got. And we're trying to work uh, to do more for you. And we are going to also try and offer little tidbits of our show, so smaller clips, so that way it's more digestible and more shareable for our listeners. So hopefully we can deliver that pretty soon. I think we're going to try and start it with this particular episode, so that yeah. way maybe. you don't have to just sit through the whole thing if there's something in particular you're interested in. Maybe like some bloopers, you know, behind the scenes kind of thing. Before we would have to record that first. We did. Did we? Yeah. When, I'm already blinking. When, when we were doing the, uh, the focusing Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We are trying to do we I realized that my um I looked a little blurry in our last episode and so we we're trying to figure out if autofocusing would work, but unfortunately it looks like it just it you know, it's trying too hard to get us both into focus and so it constantly goes in and out of focus the entire time. So hopefully this manual focus just looks good enough. But again, people <clears throat> technology is not our strong suit. If you're a producer and you're free, hey, holla at us. Yeah, give us a tip or just do all the work for us. We prefer all the work for us, but hey, we will do what we need to. All right, so to get into the first story of the day, ladies and gentlemen, it is snowing in the White House. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Fresh. So when the story first broke, uh, it was cocaine hydrochloride is what they called it mm-hmm. and i looked it up and it was like a nasal spray i remember we were yeah. we were at work we were talking about i told you like whoa cocaine found in the white house there's yeah. no way and then of course uh I, I, I said something that was reported that it was cocaine hydrochloride whatever that was you looked it up and it was yeah some kind of nasal spray to like local anesthetic i guess for like doctors to go in your nose or whatever mm-hmm. that was the original uh, story not to mention where it was originally found yeah near the white house near the white house that's right it was that it was, was reported to be near the, the white house and then where was the second and the then, library and then it was actual cocaine in a bag uh it found in the library and then they moved it again to the uh to the west wing workers entrance Something like that. I think I think it was uh, near the Situation Room that they were reportedly having, you know, upgrades done to it or it, construction. Yeah, they to got it. workers in there so, remodeling. The, yeah, and then the it room. was reported to have been found in a cubby, I guess, near a visitor's entrance where they put their personal belongings and their their cell phones in there yeah. before they go into, I guess, any specific part of the the White House. So to me, like like Bongino said earlier. Uh, the coke is on coke is everywhere it's just, it grew legs <laughs> the coke is on coke it's just hopping from place to place yeah <laughs> yeah that, I, I thought that was funny um but it's funny because the uh, one of the initial reports was it was found in the library but as soon as people do some research into the access ability or the accessibility of the library you find that only people who are basically a part of the first family so that would be people who are related to Joe Biden and Jill Biden are the only ones that are accessible there, especially people who are already protected by the Secret Service. And yeah. so that leads to one conclusion. 
Well, that's when they said, you know what? We can't. That's not where we found it. Right? Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, go ahead and that you found cocaine in the in the in the library. What? Hey, move it to the cubbies and then report it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so there's one conclusion, people. Can anybody guess what that conclusion is? Let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Let them know. Yeah. Let them know. Let them know. Hunter Biden. It's Hunter Biden's. End of story. Next. Period. Move Next on. story. Threads. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're going to continue a little bit on the cocaine because it is important for people to realize exactly what is going on with this cocaine and how it got into the White House. A white powdery substance got into the White House. Well, I mean, they have security there for the public that does tours or stuff like that. So Everybody. I don't think it came in that way. And yeah. if it did come in, it came in with somebody that doesn't get checked. Well, and that's the thing. The only people that get checked or don't get checked are people who have Secret Service <clears throat> protection. And that would be people like the first family, like the son yeah. of the president of the United States who has a history of cocaine addiction. It could be, you know, the vice president. Yeah, which it was first, uh, it could be which was reported that KJPs, it was found. you know. Like, well, I don't know if, I, I think they still get, I think they still have to go through. They still get checked. Uh, I think they still have to go through a security entrance because I don't think they don't get Secret Service protection. Now, I that's I don't actually know that. Uh, that is speculation. But from Dan Bongino, who is a former Secret Service agent from 99 to 11, 2011, um, who was on the president protection detail, he basically, you know, said that everywhere you have to go through a security checkpoint, no matter who you are, and there's multiple of multiple areas of it, no matter where it's found, um, you know, you still have to go in through an area unless you, unless you are unless you are someone who is yeah. of the first family, or I think he even said second family. Yeah, like you're driven in basically. Yeah. If, yeah. You're driven if you're driven in, driven in, you don't get checked. Yeah, if you're driven in, you don't get checked, and that's where. It, the issues come about about Hunter Biden. Not to mention, let's you, you remember the uh, if you remember at all, I think we talked about it one or two episodes ago, where Hunter Biden got a plea deal. We may have t- mm-hmm. briefly talked about it, but we didn't actually go into it. But Hunter Biden got a plea deal to where he just basically goes on probation for his tax fraud yeah. and it, for his gun charge, right? Mm-hmm. His uh, illegal. Uh, uh, he lied on his form to get a gun so he lied on that which is a fraud right it's a fraud it's It's a a felony felony. yeah and it gets jail time well part of the probation means he cannot be he cannot take any types of drugs whatsoever right like i don't know about legal drugs they are like to prescribe drugs but yeah he can't take usually probation can't be on will allow a prescription as long as it's a doctor's prescription right right. Uh, but no you get you get drug tested you know, when you're on probation, it's not every day. Uh, cocaine doesn't stay in your system, system. for, uh, as long for as long enough. Like, you can time it to yeah. where you'll pass the test. Uh, but still, if it is his cocaine, he's going to jail, right? But they're not going to tell us that. No. And then, you know, them talking about they find it in the West Wing where the cubbies and the workers are at. There should be footage of somebody putting it there at some point. Yeah, there's cameras everywhere in the white house if it's found in a cubby which is going to be where people put their personal belongings in before they go somewhere else in the white house or move about that is going to be videotaped oh yeah i don't care what you think or say and so if they can't look at the cubby or determine where that coke was found 
based on going back into the uh, surveillance. They're lying to and you. Then, and then being able to trace it back to the last person who put something in there, then they're lying to you. Then they're, they're literally, this is a cover-up. I mean, I don't yeah. know if you guys fully understand this. This is a cover-up because cocaine in the White House from who would be the only person in there that we know of with a cocaine addiction is Joe Biden, the president of the United States, unfortunately. Uh, Hunter, his son, Hunter Biden, has the addiction. Yeah. He was at the White House prior to them finding it. And he, they, uh, they, uh, shit, what was I, what was I trying to say? It's a cover up because he has that plea deal, right? That plea deal means he can't have, you know, be caught with cocaine or anything, an illegal mm. substance. If he's caught with that illegal substance, his plea deal is gone. Therefore, he serves time in jail. Yeah. And of course, they don't want that. And so what are they going to do? They're going to cover up for Hunter Biden. They're going to try and blame the workers, which they're already priming to do, saying it was found near the construction mm-hmm. entrance or near the situation room that's under construction. That's exactly they're they're trying to happen. blame a staffer or maybe a visitor. So they're they're changing the story all the time. And if they're changing the story constantly like that, they, they they're already, hiding something. Yeah, they're hiding something. They probably made a mistake in covering it up. Yeah, but they already know who's coping. They already know. They already know who it is. Not to mention how we got some serious issues with our security uh, system, especially even if it is a first family, right? Maybe the security, maybe the Secret Service should do a pat down of of the first family before they even go into the White House, even if they are driven up there, make sure they don't have any legal substances on them because they are not immune to the rules or to the law of the land. If you if you're if you are immune to certain laws because of your status or influence, you're no longer in a free country, and that's where we're at right now. Joe Biden immune from the laws. Hillary Clinton immune from the laws. Uh, Nancy Pelosi, immune from the laws. Uh, Joe Biden still got a slap uh, in the hand. Biden's, uh, Hunter Biden, because, his, uh, in, because of his connection with Joe Biden, immune to the laws. And they're going after Donald Trump for all the things that they are the ones doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. And, I mean, what happens if that was a biochemical weapon? Like anthrax. I mean, there's measures in place for a reason. And this is one of the, one of the most, if not the most, protected place on Earth. It should be. And cocaine, a an illegal substance, got into the White House. Okay? A white powder into the White House. Ain't nobody wanted to snow in the White House. And then, of course, what, what were you saying earlier about all these media companies uh, trying to brush it off? Oh, yeah. They were talking about it like it was a joke. Like, uh, I forgot what news outlet it was, but uh, they were... Basically laughing at it, saying, oh, you know, cocaine. We got to have a little fun sometimes. Ha, ha, ha. Like that. You got, hey, it's like stressful job, stressful life. You got to blow off some steam, right? With yeah. a little bit of blow? Like, no, that's not. What is it with Democrats and blow in the White House? Bill Clinton. And now, uh, and now, uh. There's a different type uh, of blow, Hunter Biden. Right? <laughs> Maybe. But I don't know. The thing is, to me. They're covering it up. Uh, if it got in there, they need better security. Yeah. They need to up the, the, the protocol a oh, little yeah. bit. And, you know, if, if if they find that it's one of the Bidens, then it's going to hurt the administration, too, for their election. Oh, hell so yeah. Yeah, they're done. And They're going to they're gonna try to sweep that, you know, yeah, they're gonna blame try somebody else. Yeah, they're going to try and the rug, blame someone else, and hide and try and censor any story 
that tries to either a say it's Hunter Biden. Well, yeah, the media is already laughing at it. Yeah, the media is right. already laughing at it. The right, they're already trying to cover it up. They're already trying to put it behind, and they would love to be able to censor any right wing conservative based or independent based media outlet from being able to uh, report on the story, much like they did with the Hunter Biden laptop, mm-hmm. and much like they will probably continue to do with Facebook's new. Or Meta's, I should say Meta's new right. integration, new app, Threads. How do you like that transition? Best transition I've ever done. That's pretty good. Pretty much the only transition <laughs> I've been able to do. Uh, I'm not good at transitions, people. But yet. yeah, Threads but is... Uh... We'll go ahead. Yeah, Threads is, I mean, it's what, five days or so since its start? Or within five days at the very least within its start, it has 100 million users? Mm-hmm. Well, right okay, I don't that. know about users, but 100 million people signed up. Yeah. Right? I don't, I uh, active users? Active I don't users, know. we have no idea. Which, but if they count Instagram as an active user, then I could see those numbers. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, you, you sign up through Instagram. Yep. You can't do it any other way. And that's the unfortunate thing is you sign it up through Instagram. If you delete threads, you delete your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And no one wants to delete their Instagram, especially if they have all these memories on there. So, yeah. Their, I mean, so they their kinda, user count is going to stay up. Yeah, their user count is not going to just stay up. It's going to continue to grow, mm-hmm. especially if Instagram continues to grow. But the question is, how many people are going to actually use it on a day-to-day basis or on, forget day-to-day, on a month-to-month basis, which they also use those numbers for advertisers. Okay? So, if, if you don't know this, I mean, there are companies that will fudge their numbers Right? They will they will say, oh, we have this many listeners, we have this many followers, or this many uh, active users. So we have, let's say, 100 million users, and they give those numbers to advertisers, and the advertisers want to pay, then the company gets to decide which rate the advertisers pay. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have 100 million uh, users, that's a lot of impressions that you could have, right? So obviously your worth is going to be, you know, increased. Your worth is going to be, let's say... You know, sixty dollars per impression. Well, yeah, it's like uh, it's but, like TV. The more people watching that particular show, the more expensive that ad slot is. For instance, is. Super Bowl, like, ads. Like Super Bowl. Ads. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing: if you say we have hundred million users, <coughs> so we're sixty dollars an impression, right? Or five dollars an impression. Let's just do something. You know, because hundred million users. That's that's. We're going into of... the billions. <laughs> yeah. So uh, five dollars an impression, right? Well, what happens is. Uh, then you could also then there's like the advertiser company can go in and be like okay great you have 100 million users in other words you have 100 million people who signed up for your platform how about you tell me how many people will actually see my ad oh well we only have 10 million active users on a month-to-month basis well then i ain't gonna pay five bucks an impression it's not worth that much right because you say that i can get 100 million impressions but in reality only 10 million people per month are gonna see it so why so you know they're going to fudge those numbers and that's how you will be able to manipulate rates and manipulate the advertisers and so again it's just misleading it's poor ethics poor business ethics and why would you trust a company that would do that not to mention meta or what used to be facebook which has a history of taking people's data without their permission or at least misleading them and burying it in the terms of service to take their data so you talk, for profitability. You talk about a company, us trusting a company that is fidgeting with their numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Why, like, why trust somebody that 
tells you up front when you sign up that your data is going to be shared with third-party companies, right? And there's they're not liable for it, and mm-hmm. he, and people are agreeing to that, and because they're not going to read <clears throat> all the terms of service. Yes, yeah, they're not. But some of the experts are warning, uh, you know, potential privacy concerns because the data shared could be shared with other platforms that are not based off the U.S. Uh, have less restrictions in sharing your data. Um, China, anybody? Yeah. They already got TikTok. Now they're gonna. Now they'll have access to Facebook. Yeah. I mean, potentially you Threads. could have. Keep saying Facebook. You know, some of those platforms that are, their servers are in China or in Russia or Brazil, wherever. Yeah. You know, so there you go. Uh, they're sharing your data and they are telling you they're not liable for that, and you agree to it. Yeah. What people need to understand is that when you do anything online, you have a trail you leave a trail a data trail right mm-hmm. i mean that's what cookies is about that's what you know sharing your location that's sharing called your, your phone, digital footprint it's digital footprint right there's there's a lot of different terminologies there's a lot of <clears throat> digital exhaust is another terminology for it but basically what's going on is that i will tell you right now the most valuable most valuable digit digit digital asset ever created and will ever and will always be like this is not cryptocurrency it's not a market cap. It's not the value of a company. It's none of that. The di- the biggest and most valuable digital asset will is, was, and will be forever your personal data. Mm-hmm. Hands down, no doubt about it. It will be your data. That is the most vi- uh, valuable digital asset. <clears throat> and they will sell that information to other companies just so they can get an income. Why do you think that all these platforms are free? How do you think they make an income to billions of dollars? Do you think that they get billions of dollars from their market value? No, that's not realized gains. They don't actually have uh, you know, access to that cash. Like you could go into your wallet and grab some cash. They don't, or go into your wallet and get a credit card or debit card. They, they don't have that kind of access to that billions of dollars that you see in the market value. Yeah. And when, I mean, that data is important too. Like uh, companies use that data to kind of see what citizens are doing, you know, uh, kind of following them and see what patterns people are leaning to and then companies will launch products or you know make another app or launch mm-hmm. a product like oh people are looking into uh, golf stuff or gun stuff or food they look at your data to see what's popular and what's not yeah and then what's, they what's use selling to, what's not to make more money they use it to make decisions on marketing, advertising, um, what kind of products they create, what kind of products they put more money into developing. Yeah, and you can kind of control populations with that too. Yeah, yeah, and not to mention on threads. So, I mean, we're, I was looking at a, um, a uh, platform or I was looking at an ar- article from MSN and it was discussing people like psychologists, economists, and stuff like that were discussing the potential ramifications of uh, threads, which they're saying we have another social media platform, which we do not need because of its, you know, obviously we already know social media's effect on anxiety, depression, and, you know, fear of missing out or isolation in some facts, because in reality, you are isolating yourself by thinking you are interacting with people online, when in reality, that's not a true social interaction, which is what humans thrive on. And we can get into how our interactions will change a little bit uh, when we go to augmented reality. But 
the fact is that social media is already done a lot of damage. I mean, yes, it's done some good and it's it's increased the readily available uh, information for people and for how we in interacting with family members across the country or world. And, you know, there's a lot of good that comes from it, you mm -hmm. know, but what we don't need more of is another company that's like Twitter, that its sole purpose is to be a happier and warmer place than Twitter, which then... Also, one of these people on the on the article was mentioning how they uh, they want a they want it to be what were they saying? Um, they want to shit. What were they saying? Oh, quality control. That's what they're the saying. Quality, they, yeah. they wanted. They are saying that people who are disenchanted or don't believe the mainstream media and uh, they would go off to these other companies like the, for instance they blame missing uh they did, don't believe mainstream media which would make them go to these other platforms such as twitter such as truth social and therefore create these echo chambers which is what facebook is it's an echo chamber it's what twitter used to be before when they censored people an echo chamber right? i think they're all echo chambers. well i mean to an extent yes especially based on who you follow and what you you know look at and like because it's based on the algorithm mm -hmm. right there will always be in some form or another an echo chamber but when you start putting in there you need to put these quality control measures whether it be by the social media company or the government which is extremely dangerous then you give them free reigns to censor whatever they want based on political or ideological agendas well for now they can't do that because that federal judge prohibited the uh of the, the gov federal government the federal government administration from, from interacting with uh with social, social media companies, media companies. Yeah. Right. now with the exception of like so national security indications <clears throat> yeah. and actual i mean if it crimes. involves like a crime or actual national security then yeah then, but yeah they can do it they can't just go be like, hey, take this comment down because I don't like it. Which they did, especially during 2020 and even before when it came to misinformation about COVID-19, about the 2020 elections. Yeah, yeah. And these these uh, companies, these social media companies, just and Facebook included, Mark Zuckerberg included, just did it. Yeah. And I mean, Mark Zuckerberg was on Joe Rogan's podcast and admitted to the fact that, yeah, we had the FBI come to us and said, yeah, there might be some misinformation or disinformation coming from Russia that's going to drop coming soon regarding Hunter Biden. And what happened right after they came to them? The story of Hunter Biden's laptop dropped, which has been verified by the DOJ, by the FBI since then. And yet they want to continue to say it was, it was misinformation. Or it was yeah. disinformation, oh, or it's all to help Trump. Yeah, this is misinformation. Take it down. And that's it. It was gone. Let me, can I ask you a question? Maybe. Who determines misinformation? I don't know. The person reading it, I guess. I mean, misinformation can be determined like, on whether or not you're able to confirm if, the, the yeah. info from multiple sources. So anything could be misinformation, but if you read something and you're like, what the hell? Go somewhere else, read about it. Go somewhere else, read about it. Go elsewhere, read about it. And if everything matches up, it's probably true. Yeah, including if it's from different sources, like yeah. a right-leaning source. Definitely and a source. different sources. Don't stay in one place. Yeah, don't do that. That's how you create an echo chamber. Yeah. And that's what they're worried about. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it, they have a history of censoring people that have different political leanings. 
or different ideological leanings. And so what they determine as misinformation, which in reality is just something that they don't want out there in the ether, they censor that person or information for their own gain. Yeah. And so what makes you think that Threads is going to be any different? It's not. That's why I I like the decision for the judge, um, you know, keeping the federal government from doing that. Um, And they're appealing it. So they didn't like the decision, obviously. So they're going to appeal it so they can continue to control the information. Okay. Think of it this way. Control the information. Control the narrative. Control the agenda. Therefore, you control the people and the country. That's exactly what they're doing. That's what they've been trying to do. That's what this administration has been doing from the from day one. It's extremely dangerous stuff. Well, not just the administration, even the social media companies themselves. They've been doing that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like when you uh, like YouTube. When you just now start, like, like right now, we're talking about cocaine and uh, threads and stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to Facebook, scroll a little bit. You're gonna find stuff related to that. Because they're listening in, and the algorithm is creating posts already for us to see. Yeah, yeah, and it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think it's dangerous. I, I think it. Uh, I think it's scary too. Yeah, you know. I think I should search for what I want to uh, consume. Yeah, instead of having it force-fed to you through algorithms, yeah. you know, with a uh, with a, uh, because people are the ones that create the algorithms. Therefore, just like if you people who uh, program AI. These uh, programs are going to be a little biased. The algorithms are going to be a little biased. Now, what's crazy though is that when on, I'm on YouTube searching at, searching for stuff, there are things that actually help me gather information. So it, you know, obviously it, it allows different perspectives in certain scenarios, but for the most part, it's the same. I guess it's the same uh, perspective for the most part in terms of the overreaching aspect of whatever I'm researching that is portrayed over and over and over again, just different people reporting on it. Mm -hmm. So there is that little aspect again, that is very close to an echo chamber. Yeah. That you could call that an echo chamber for sure. So while some people think it's dangerous to have another, you know, I guess competitor in the social media field, it shouldn't all be controlled by one company. But do I know what the answer is? No, because it's extremely complicated. At this point, I think technology is just going to keep evolving. It's going to keep getting better. But we need to get better also. Like We are, and we'll talk about this more uh, with, with the Vision Pro, but, you know, we're being dumbed down. Oh, and yeah. When, and we're just, they're just throwing stuff at us to keep us dumbed down. Yeah, and they want to keep us... They want our heads to they want our heads to stay down, and they want our heads to stay immersed in some sort of fantasy world or alternate reality, so that way they can continue to control our lives. Which brings us to virtual reality and augmented reality, and how, uh, you know, the uh, Apple's Vision Pro could possibly be um, very detrimental to how we interact with our surroundings and with other people. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk more about be right back Apple's Vision Pro. And we're back. That was a nice break. So for you, what was a second was, you know, for us, not a second. I don't know how long it was. Anyways, yeah, thank you for tuning in again. And welcome back. And if you've continued to watch this far, congratulations. You're rare. So thank you. 
Um, anyways, so we're going to go ahead and get into Apple Visions, uh, or Apple's Visions. Apple? Hmm. Apple. Take a break. And Vision like, Pro. Okay. Let's say it again. Say it with me. Apple, Apple Vision, Vision Pro. Pro. Round of applause, please. You got Thank it. You. you. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Good yeah. job. The uh, only prouder moment in my life is when I took my first steps. Anyways. And the so. transition from... Uh, Oh, yeah, I like that transition. That was I good. like that transition. That was good. Too bad we don't have a transition from our story to an ad. So, you know. Soon. Please. Soon. Yeah, soon. Soon. Yeah, soon. So, but in the meantime, please remember go support us at our GoFundMe link. Cha ching. Anyways, all right. So, speaking of cha ching, anybody want to take a guess at how much cha ching it takes to obtain one of Apple's Vision Pro AR? Uh, augmented reality goggles. So I thought it was a set price. Mm-hmm. It starts at that price. Hold up, what? Starts? Starting at. I thought it was only $3,500. It says starting at $3,500. What? Okay. I don't know what possibly they could add to what, it to make it more add? expensive. I, I don't know. We'll have to find out. What? Starts at $3,500. Mm-hmm. I wonder if they're saying like starts at that in terms of Based on supply? Maybe it can go up based on demand? No, I thought that was illegal. No, no. I mean, you can... It's like if, like, um, for instance, the PlayStation... It's like when, because when the we're chips, running out of gas, you can't price gouge. Mm, you can because it becomes more valuable. Price gouging is not the same as increasing prices when you have more higher demand, low supply. Okay. Price gouging would be... If I'm not mistaken, will be something like let's say I buy a PlayStation at 500 bucks, and then I go and turn around and sell it for 700. I think that would be a lot like price gouging. No, because a lot of that happened when the Xbox first came out. I was ready at the checkout screen, ready to hit buy, and at 12 midnight, and as soon as it turned midnight, I hit buy, and they were sold out. Yeah, but the company and then the next day, the people one that were initially- selling them for 1,500 dollars on online. You know what? I don't know. I haven't done enough research into price gouging. I think price gouging, it's when it happens a lot during natural disasters, like hurricanes. Yeah, yeah. Like You're taking advantage of a certain situation, yeah. and therefore you charge more than what an item's actually worth because of the situation. Yeah. For instance, you would charge like, oh shit, natural bag. disaster, you need 10 a bucks bag a of gallon. Ice? 20 dollars. Yeah, you need a bag of ice, 20 bucks. You're yeah. taking advantage of someone in a bad situation. I think that's what it is. Price gouging is taking advantage yeah. of someone in a poor condition. But usually when Apple says starting at, they have something else, else down line. the pipeline. Yeah, like for instance, an Apple iPhone 14 Maybe starting like a, at $1,200 could yeah. be $1,500. Maybe depending on your storage, storage or ba- Ooh, maybe yeah. battery capacity because the one battery. they they announced only has a two hour battery life. Two hour, two okay. So for all that it can do, which I understand take a lot of processing power, but for all that it can do, you only get two hours on that for thirty five hundred bucks. Or you can Screw plug that, or you can plug it in and have plug unlimited. Plug it in, plug it in. But the battery is it's a two hour lifetime, uh, which to me for everything that it's doing. That's enough. I, guess. I, don't, I, I don't think I want to be on there longer than two hours unless I'm watching a movie, and then I would yeah. plug it in. Yeah, and if you're going to do that, you might as well just plug it in, you know, something that's Sitting close to your couch or whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
which is crazy. I mean, if you haven't looked into Apple's Vision Pro, you really need to. They have a great 10-minute, 9, 10-minute video on its yeah, capabilities. Just but go, I mean, to, you could, go to Apple and watch the video. It's extremely, extremely immersive. I mean, you could be on a plane, put on a movie, all right? And I'm not sure if only you hear it because of its spatial audio. The It's not connected directly into your ear. It goes out. I'm sure um, it might be pretty... I'm sure spatial audio. I'm sure it's pretty silent to other people. Probably, I'd hope so because yeah. that would be annoying. You know, you hear someone watching a movie, you can't see jack shit. Yeah, and you're next to him on a plane. You're like, bro, plane rides suck. Anyways, why are you making it worse? Right? You know, I don't. I don't yeah. I'm trying to sleep or whatever. But there's ability to where you can put on a movie. You can dim the lighting or your visibility of your surroundings, which that makes sense, which you told me earlier about it, projecting your surroundings onto your side, yeah. not actually clear to where you can see through it. Yeah, so at first I thought the uh, the glass was clear. Right, right. And these images were being... Projected, projected out in front of you or, for or, will, or the or glass like, is the, the glass, screen yeah. itself, you know? But so what it is, it's, it's not clear. Uh it has like uh, cameras and stuff. There's a. Um, um, how many cameras do they say? Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Six, it's like six or eight cameras. So, and then. I feel like it was more than that. Infrared LED sensors and all kinds of stuff. Um, it even has a LIDAR, LIDAR sensor. It's a LIDAR sensor. Not sure. I didn't look it up. <laughs> but. It's got a LIDAR uh, sensor, people. So, well, the, what's that? No idea. I just know it's something they have. Like. If if you guys are looking at us and you got the headset on, the cameras would pick us up and this is what it would project to you. Right. Right. Yeah. Which makes me scared for if someone were to, you know, hijack or find a way to hack it, they're able to mess with your surroundings, therefore mess with your head when you have it on there. That right? Could. Like make you see, think you're seeing a ghost and you take it off and it's not there, but when you put it on, it's there. You're like, what the fuck? That could happen. Excuse but, my language. Um Yeah, so it's not clear. <laughs> and then the part where... This is another one I didn't like. The part where it shows the girl with it on and you can see her eyes. Mm -hmm. That's actually a projection to an outside screen. For, like if you were to have it on, I could see a projection of your eyes, but I can't on see the your eyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so and, that's, and that's where it's also, it's like if you want to have, you know, like you can FaceTime people with it and put them up on, you know, big ass screen if you will in front of you mm -hmm. to where it's like they're extreme like you know life size or even bigger than life size right in front of you while you're you know doing facetime with you and it turns out it's like i was thinking you don't have your phone or anything in front of you so how do they see you do you do facetime as well with them do they see your face turns out and this is where i it gets really freaking what i don't like especially if they're able to hold on to that you know, like they're able to keep it and mm -hmm. it's able to get it out there somewhere to where someone can abuse your likeness, even if you're someone who doesn't have images. Like hijack, the, hijack, yeah, your, like avatar. hijack your avatar. Right. So what's what's scary is that you can hold it in front of you. Right. The exterior portion of it in front of you and it will capture your face and it'll do in even your shoulders and everything. Mm -hmm. And it will use artificial intelligence to generate a likeness of you talking and you even hand mo motions 
for the people that you're on FaceTime with. So they're not seeing you. They think they are, so the, but they're not seeing you. They're seeing an artificial intelligence version of you, an, al- an altered version yeah. of you that's an avatar. So it's called uh, AML, Advanced Machine Learning. and That's it, just another terminology for you're going to die. It maps, <laughs> it maps your face, and then the cameras inside the goggle pick up your eye movement, your... your you're blinking, everything. Maybe even a little bit of movement with your cheekbones and stuff like that. Yep, it picks all that up. And when you talk uh, on FaceTime, the image that the other people are seeing, it's a computer-generated image of you, which is pretty nuts. That's extremely... I just find that extremely serious. I mean, don't get me wrong. If I had the ability to try it on, maybe even you know buy it, I probably would. Right, if I obviously had the capability of doing so, and I didn't have other obligations that were more important, I probably would. I'm, but at the same time, I'm thinking about it. I don't want to because, I mean, look, okay, think about what's the implications for our society if we are already too immersed in our phones, too immersed in the 2D version right in front of us, the immersed in the 2D version of our of our movies, TV shows, video games. I mean, think about how much of our life already revolves around sitting in a chair on a piece of technology that is nowhere near as immersive as augmented reality, where you think you are actually seeing your surroundings, when in reality it's a projection of your surroundings being interpreted through cameras and pixels into your eyes, right? So you think that you're seeing your surroundings on top of all this benefits of apps and games and movies, but in reality, it's just a picture being projected into your eyes through a set of goggles. Yeah. I don't like that. I think that's extremely dangerous. Not to mention, what about if you use kids? I mean, you know these rich parents are going to buy these kids these augmented reality. It's like, here, do the augmented reality. Leave me alone. Use your headset. Think about the developmental and emotional development that kids are going to have if they think, if they spend so much of their time on that, and we already have kids committing acts of violence, atrocities, murders, uh, and and ta- temper tantrums whenever they have their game station, gaming console taken away from them. Whenever they have their phone taken away from them, what happens if they have something that's so emotionally uh, immersive, such as the augmented reality, and they take that away from them? What if they react as if they're taking literally a part of them off or away? That's already happens now. I, exactly, but it's going to be even worse with something that that is. It, I mean, look. But it has to be used properly, like like everything. F- for yes. me, I would use it like when I have a movie night. I got a good movie I want to watch. Yeah. I'm gonna put on the headset and I'm gonna watch it on a hundred foot screen out in the Grand Canyon. I mean, yeah. I mean. It, it, I would do that. Yeah. Like that or lay cool. down and pretend like you're obviously in the Milky not, Way, just yeah. flying through. Like, obviously, it's not the same thing as real life. Yeah. But I don't like going to theaters by myself, right? So. We got a wuss over here. If I can watch a movie like I was in the theater, mm-hmm. then why not? Why not? Yeah. Well. And not to mention, like, I mean, you can, yeah. it, has, it has a lot of good things where, you know, Everything's controlled by your eyes and your hands. There's no controllers. There's no keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and your voice. Very convenient. I think it's very practical. And you can pull up different screens, different apps. You can do multiple things at once. 
um, like that. On, on the 10-minute video, the lady was packing her bags at a hotel and talking to her husband and whoever it was at the same time. Yeah. So you know what else you could do? I thought that was pretty cool. Put your phone on speaker and do that. Yeah. Put some headphones in and do that. Yeah. I mean, come on now. How 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 immersive, how lazy do we need to get? Do you realize it's going to create more laziness, especially in the development of kids? We already have a problem with our kids not being developed enough to pass rudimentary, you know, tests in school, and that's because of, you know, a lot of different factors, yes, but they're so focused on alternate realities in the TV and the games and the in the social media. Yeah. I mean, they're not playing outside like they used to. You, you really think... That's that's another thing, too. Like, kids need to go outside more. Yeah, they like, need to go outside a, more. I was watching... A, Touch some grass. I was watching a... It was like a documentary on, on humans and our spirit and all that. And this one guy was talking about, like, how we're not grounded anymore. Like, kids don't play outside. Uh-huh. We don't, our foot never touches the ground. Like, we're not in connection with the natural... Or, you know, nature. Yeah, nature. Yeah. yeah. Well, so I thought that was pretty interesting because I don't see kids playing outside. Mm-mm. Rarely. Rarely. I mean, if you do, it's, I hate to say it, if you do, it's going to be in these poor areas yeah. where they don't have the luxuries of, you know, being able to have a gaming console or a nice TV in their room or social media on, a, on their own personal, you know, touchscreen phone, right? You know, I mean, they may have uh, some phone, some sort of phone that doesn't have those capabilities for emergency contacts, but it's like, you know, I didn't get my, I got my first phone when I was seven years old, but it was one that you, you had to buy minutes on. It was for emergencies only. And I spent most of my time in, in, you know, playing outside until I started playing a lot more video games. We moved around and then I was no longer, you know, I just, I, I felt I escaped reality by going into playing games and watching movies and TV shows. It's going to be so much worse for kids by isolating them through these augmented reality goggles. Yeah. And it's going to hurt our development. I mean, there's already... It will increase the isolation. There's already a study done out of Stanford that showed people's interactions with the real world changed based on their previous experience or their current experience at that time with augmented reality. For instance, they put an augmented reality goggle on and in the chair... In two chairs in front of them, there's an a fake avatar sitting in one. What do they do? They go 100% of the time out of 218 uh, people in the study, they sat in the one next to it. And then when they had the VR or the AR goggles off, 72% of them chose not to sit in the same one as the avatar. Right? For instance, 72% of them sat in the chair that was not occupied by the avatar before. And then it also it changes your interactions with people on it, it changed their interactions with social interactions with people with them off. It even changed, and when they had them on, excuse me, when they had it on, it changed, they felt less socially connected to the person they were conversing with. And then it also changes your behavior, it changes your uh, where you walk, it changes how you turn your head, it changes on the verbal communication. I mean, we already have a hard time with communicating verbally. And with our conversations, with our dialect and everything, with our, you know, on a day-to-day basis based on texting alone. Texting alone has changed dramatically how we converse with one another in person. Yeah. Right? Especially our grammar. Big okay. Time. How much more is that going to be 
how much more different is that going to be with our kids when they're developing if they spend so much of their time in augmented reality? I mean, this reminds me of Ready Player One, the movie. Yeah. I mean, as good as movie that is, I, everybody's life revolved around virtual reality because they're escaping the hellscape of what is their actual reality. So it's fantasy versus reality. They wanted to live their life in fantasy because their reality sucked. And it got to the point where in the movie they showed how people were so were investing so much of their life into this game, for instance, all their life savings into the game, or they lost all years or hours of hard work and hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of dollars of their money when their character dies and they lose everything. It, they get so frustrated that there's a scene where this dude is in a he's at work on his virtual headset to where he's like he yells he throws off the virtual reality he's looking around starts running towards a window where he opens it up and is about to jump out and kill himself and he has to have one of his one of his co-workers tackle him down to the ground to save him mm-hmm. i mean yeah it's fu- it's all fun and games when it's for a movie but the sad reality is that is how people will behave if they grow up with augmented reality as they're, um, you know, as they're developing, and it they immerse themselves into a fantasy world, and it creates more of an isolation from reality. Yeah. It changes their perception about everything, and not to mention if kids, there's a there's a video of a kid I saw once where he was sleeping, but his hand was moving as if he was scrolling on. You know, a tablet, right? Think about what happens when a kid's at dinner at a restaurant looking at a menu trying to interact with it with his hand as if he's got the VR goggles on. What if they make the battery long, last long enough where people just don't take them off? Because I just thought about it. And I'm reading here, it has real-time 3D mapping, right? And I'm... I immediately thought about some dumbass driving with the goggles on. Oh, shit. And, you know. <laughs> I didn't even think of driving that. Driving and messing on his computer or whatever. Yeah, trying to drive, multitasking. Oh, yeah, multitasking while driving. Okay, think, it, picture it, this. If someone it, has it, a Tesla. They have it on autopilot. They're on the highway going 80 miles per hour. Yeah. On to work. They got on one side of their VR goggles. They're talking. They're doing a FaceTime on the other. They're working on a project last minute before they go into work. And then, of course, you still trying to drive at the same time. Well, what happens when something messes up on the car? Or what happens if someone decides to do that and not in a car that's capable of self-driving? That's what came to mind. Like some exactly, it's going to try that. Because I mean, people already do that with their phones. Yeah. And there's you already see that how many deaths and accidents are caused because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, what makes you think? I mean, oh, that is a dangerous it, implication. Would it be illegal though? Hell yeah! It's a form of technology. It's not. It's not glasses or sunglasses. Well, it's not like you're you're not you're looking forward. You're still driving, right? It's still it's still a form of technology that can divert your attention. I'm gonna have to buy one and try it out. Oh my god, no! Please don't. Just the parking lot. No. <laughs> I won't go Please, anywhere. No. <laughs> I'll just move back and forth in the same parking spot. Yeah. See sure. if it works. <laughs> My dumbass will put something behind <laughs> you and make you think you ran over something. No, I wouldn't do that. I'm, I'm just like, I like the idea. I think it could bring out a lot of positive things. Um, but at the same time, I do agree with the uh, dumbing us down. Yeah. 
I, I think it would hinder our development, not only as a person, but as a species. And I think uh, just as technology gets better and it gets more affordable, it's especially for kids. I mean, their reliance on augmented reality, their reliance on virtual reality, their perceptions of reality and their ability to perceive rea reality versus fantasy. I think that has some serious negative implications that come from it. I mean, we already see, I mean, yeah, there's positive, there's positives to everything. And I'm sorry that we're not discussing the positive of this, but I think what we need to discuss more so than the positives are the negative implications that come from it, because we already see how messed up our society is based on the use of social media alone. I mean, when you start altering your ability to perceive reality versus fantasy, that's just another form of control. You're slave. Yeah, and so I think it's extremely important, just like uh, people like Elon Musk want to talk about the negative implications of AI before we continue development on this technology. I think we need to do the same thing with virtual reality, especially whenever you're immersed in social media. It creates, again, isolation. It creates depression, fear of missing out, anxiety, stress. It does all that, and that's just social media. That mm -hmm. you can turn your phone off or throw your phone out the window and not not even touch it not even look at it i mean there's nothing right well another cool thing that this can do it's like like marquise brown was saying he was doing a review on it um you know instead of paying thousand two thousand dollars for courtside seats you can pay ten dollars and watch an nba guy an nba game courtside that would be pretty cool but again and then of course there's that aspect we were talking about earlier if you had a bunch of people over right but no tv but you had vr goggles for your friends you guys could all put the vr goggles on and experience the whole thing together if there's a way to connect the goggles yeah. together to s share the same experience yeah like watch a a good movie on a hundred foot screen yeah like you know you know how you could do a simulcast or whatever it's called simul simulcast or i don't know how to pronounce it but basically what you do is you cast your whatever is on your phone to your tv mm -hmm. so everybody can see it yeah what if you're able to do that with the vr goggles you can be like all right cast this to all goggles in the vicinity and you guys are all able to watch probably the could. same movie that's what i'm thinking sure you could that'd be pretty cool too yeah again i as fun and as awesome and as cool as it'd be to uh experience uh, apple's vision pro and maybe even own one for some of the you know capabilities it has including relaxation i mean let's let's not get into the fact that we could get into this and for for longer time right your ability to just lay in bed and put on some like maybe think look at the ceiling and maybe put something on and make you think you're in the clouds you're flying or in the galaxy just experiencing it all i mean let's, yeah it could be extremely say, reacting maybe even put on some classical music while you're while you're in this in the sky let's say like uh you know how you, you meditate space. put the goggles on and then instead of meditating in your room or in your living room you meditate on a outside in yeah. nature by a river or by a lake on a mountaintop or yeah. something like that the unfortunate thing is it doesn't it doesn't give you smells it doesn't give you wind it doesn't give you it's never gonna be the it's same never gonna be the same as the real so it's not life. gonna be as relaxing but that would be pretty cool yeah. i will say that i will give that for the relaxation purposes and the movie purposes or entertainment i should say that would be pretty fun but i have some serious issues regarding the the effects that it has on humans especially kids mental capabilities and mental development 
we already have problems with what we have today. And it's nowhere near as advanced as what these goggles are doing. So. For a virtually lag-free real-time view of the world. Driving, anyone? <laughs> All right. You know what? We'll go ahead and end it there. <laughs> That's that Please don't mind. buy like, these what? which come to sale next year. Uh, please don't buy these and go driving. Uh, extremely dangerous. Uh, to me, that's a lot like doing the bird box challenge where you put a blindfold on and drive. We had dumbasses do that because of a movie. That's, that, uh, that's I wouldn't do. But if we had people do that. See, that's another thing. If we had people who saw a movie where they blind themselves in order to walk to, to survive, and then you have people in reality try and put blindfold themselves and drive on the road while blindfolded, do you see how dangerous yeah. it would be to put <laughs> VR goggles on and drive? We are going to have people do it, and I don't think that's a good thing. And I think that if you were to have something that's that that's capable of whatever the, of all that the Vision Pro is, you need to put regulations in place and say that you can't have those either. And if you get pulled over, you get a ticket. I'm sure if a cop sees somebody driving, he would with do the, that. He's, he's going like, to pull them over. What the hell is yeah. that? He's going to light them up quick. That's my best impression of a police car. <laughs> but no, nah, it's a... I mean, we'll see when it comes out. I think it's going to have positives, also negatives, but... They built something crazy. Something crazy for sure. Yeah. I, what? How it's going to affect us, only time will tell. Uh, and I am, this is just I first gen. I want to check it. Yes, first gen is going to... And it's going to create... It's the... It's the platform that everything else is going to be based off of. Yeah. And so it's going to just get even more out of control. And who knows, maybe in the next five years, it'll just be in, just incredibly different, right? Like you're not going to literally, you're going to be able to feel like you're outdoors. Uh, I, I think, think the way the way we're going, I mean. Maybe next, next, next thing you know, gonna it's going to develop gonna, into gonna, brain tapping. That's what I'm saying. Next thing yeah. you know, it's going to have little things that, you know, like electrodes or something that stimulate what it's like to be in a certain environment. Elon's already doing it with Neuralink. The Neuralink? Yeah. yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. It's think you know what? He's doing it for good things. He's though. doing it for good things. But so I know like, somebody's gonna to do it, it to for people to just lay down and have an alternate life. And not to mention if you're able to have stimulate the brain for certain pleasures, shall we say? Well we already have an issue with that too. So that's what I'm saying. Using that also for I, I'm sorry, guys. This is just, I mean, you <laughs> can, can get, get crazy. extremely crazy with this. This is why oh, I yeah. think we need to be very vigilant uh, or diligent, I should say, with uh, with this kind of technology going forward. But anyways, I uh, we're going to end it there. We're going to wrap it up. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We had some, I think, some very interesting takes on this stuff. But at the same time, I think it's important for everybody to uh, understand some of the things going on in today's society, in today's world. Um, but we're going to end it there. Don't forget to hit the like button, subscribe, and turn on that notification bell so you never miss an episode. And please, please, please share this with all your friends and family. And uh, if you are feeling generous, whether it be a dollar, five dollars, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever, we'll take it all. Uh, please um, think about helping support our show, helping support this podcast to provide greater, better and greater content for you and more frequent, hopefully someday. Uh, content by going to our GoFundMe campaign. The link is in the description below. And uh, that is it for now. Any last words, Mr. Lone Wolf? 
Lone uh, Wolf. Don't take Ladies cocaine in the White House. Don't tell. Don't take oh. cocaine in general. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. How much time do we got? Like a minute. Uh, uh, I didn't know this was a thing, but when I mentioned it, uh, the Threads logo. Yeah. It has three sixes in it. Oh God. And then I looked it up, and. <laughs> There's a conspiracy theory on it uh, already. Three sixes already. So, yeah, my question yeah. is, why does the logo look the way it does instead of a T if it's called threads? It, 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 it look, I think it's like a ribbon. It's supposed to be like a thread. Thread. Like a, like, yeah. a, like a thread, a piece of clothing thread. I think so. I, stupid. But They're all stupid. They shaped it rather interesting. They're not creative at all. Guys, they're so stupid. Now let's go do coke. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's a joke. All right. Relax. That's it. That's it. Signing off. Later. Peace.